this is the story of a hero straight and true. A young Protoss pylon that had not much to do. Pylo was his name, and he stood on the front lines, hoping to hold out until the end of time. The young traveler Husky stayed by Pylo's side and wagered with his friends if and when they What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 39 of the Harmonics Podcast. Uh, we got a really, uh, a, a really interesting one today, I think. Um, this, is, uh, this month marks the one-year anniversary of the Rock Band Network. Yeah? Yeah, factual statement. <laughs> <laughs> and this will be coming in right, at the, right under the wire. It's still going to be March when this comes out. Um, so to celebrate this, we have uh, three pretty big stakeholders here in the old RBN. Um, Mr. John Drake. Hey, what up, guys? Who you served, apart from your regular duties that everyone knows, everyone on the podcast already knows you from, you served as what, program manager? Yeah, I helped out Norton, Jeff Marshall back in the day, sort of making yep. sure we got some stuff rolling along the pipeline. Yeah. We've got Carolyn uh, Von Trapp, I believe is your last name. <laughs> Carolyn Von Trapp. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, and Carolyn, what do you what do you do on the uh, the Rock Band Network? Um, well, most what of, have you done? Sorry. <laughs> most of the folks that there know me a bit better as HMX Lachesis, and I've I was on Web QA. I uh, came into the web team through specifically working with the Rock Band Network, but I've done a lot of community support, and I'm a giant fan. <laughs> cool. Yay. And last but certainly not least. Mr. Matthew Nordhaus. Hello there. And your uh, specific title is? I am Senior Producer Design at Harmonics Music Systems. The Overnord. And yeah. everyone calls me the Overnord. <laughs> the Overnord. Or Mr. Game. I'm calling you Nod from now on. That's fine. Nod. What up, Nod? Huh? So. God. <laughs> right? That's yeah, good, no, right? that's that good. Good. good joke. <laughs> so let's, let's chat. Let's chat about the Rock Band Network. Uh, it's been quite a year. I don't know how to answer. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Yet another great. You know, off. it was like, yeah, that that year was interesting, but the year before it was even more interesting. Let's start there. Oh boy, <laughs> so I started at Harmonix uh, April of two thousand eight, and I've been on RBN ever. That was my, my. It was my. The reason I was hired, and all I've done more or less since I've been here. And I got to say, like the two years before we launched were fascinating and incredibly hard and frustrating and. Uh, also very exciting. So pretty much right from the beginning, you knew that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, in the interviews, they were like, we're doing this cool thing where people get to put their own songs in a rock band, and we want you to do it. And I was like, wow, that sounds incredibly hard. <laughs> were you right? Oh, yeah. Oh, good, okay. <laughs> it was much harder than I thought. <sighs> Not for the reasons I thought, actually. That it was interesting. Like, the building the store and the, you know, the patch and all that was incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. But I kind of expected that. It was, all, it was like the legal wrangling and the policy decisions mm-hmm. and the... Like, the stuff that I didn't expect. Well, and that's, isn't that always the way it is? Yeah, that's sort of an ongoing podcast theme, which I hope our community, who are nice <laughs> enough to listen to us, learn that, like, so much of this is not in our control. It has to do with music licensing and rights and things that are, like, super arcane because of the way that industry is built and structured, and we are sort of slotting into it in the best way we can. Very true. Yeah. And I did get a huge education about music rights, which is, like, a crazy, insane furball of, like, the Wild West meets, I don't know what, lawyers. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a shark knife fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I say it. It was educational. <laughs> well, in, in the process, the process of end users being able to author their own songs 
into the game was like ever since Rock Band was released, it, it was like uh, from being in QA or whatever. I was like, man, it would be really cool if people could put their own songs in here. And like, of course, we heard that all over the forums. And yeah. Too. Uh, and it was sort of it's sort of like with getting pro guitar to actually work. It was one of those things. Was like, wow, we really actually it was a pipe dream. Yeah. We and, took something from the ether and made it actually work. And you know, during my interviews, I remember when I was interview, interviewing at Harmonix, Dan Teasdale, erstwhile Dan Teasdale. <laughs> Um, said shirtless, to me, shirtless. said to me, in, a, in like he asked me some sort of like some leading questions, like, oh, if you're going to do a portable version of a game, like how would you approach it? And if you were going to do like a a sort of a user generated content thing, how would you approach it? And I had had some experience with like sequencing software, and I said, I beg, of, I beg for for all that is holy that you don't try to put it into the game itself, that you make people create the songs outside the game. Because right. I understood like. Music sequences are as complicated as they are for a reason. There are many things you need to do in them. Right. And then GH Tunes came out, and it was pretty much like what we expected. It was, you know, the, the stuff that came out of that was limited by the interface. Right. Not that they didn't do a good job. Well, it's but, fun to a point, but it doesn't become yeah. a serious creation tool. And so I think that it was cool that, like, that was my first, like, I think I actually maybe shaped it. I don't know. We could ask Gilo, I'm sure you but did. Maybe I shaped it, and they said, oh, yeah, we can't do this in the game. We need to make an external pipeline to, to generate the actual song files. Yeah. Which worked pretty well, yeah. all things told. I think there was also a lot of questions about whether or not we should actually estimate our user base and band's user ability to like do all this work uh, as something that they were going to be excited about doing or want to do, and whether we should be making a, a fun, like really engaging toy as part of our game, where like, you can mess around and quote-unquote make music inside the game, um, which is how a lot of other things were like, like this is an actual sequencer that another company's making inside their band game. And it's like, well, okay, it is, but that's not really what we aspire to do. We want to make something that's fun for the whole community to play. Um, and also, like good for the bands themselves and good there's all this original music out there that we can address with the, with the pipeline that we have and, and this is a nice way of expanding that pipe a little bit more because we were actually a huge stopgap like we had a ton of audio people here who were working super hard just to get the content we were putting out out yep and to actually expand that content anymore would have involved hiring people we just couldn't you know couldn't afford to have like there was too many there would have been a whole like building full of people authoring all day and doing sort of the same work over and over again and it like dovetailed right into the whole like music authentic like authentic rock like let's make it as much like the real song as possible when right. we chart it <laughs> and uh the the community has absolutely taken that mantle up the rbn Ugh, community and like never. to it to a fault sometimes yes. but man they are they are passionate about the music and about, about more than the music about the standards of rock band it's 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 inspiring sometimes terrifying that's when, what i was gonna say it's yeah. like apart from all the crazy 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 technical hurdles in making this happen the biggest X factor until, like, right up until we actually opened it up was, like, we need a community, like, a huge community to actually make this work, like, to buy into it and make it work. And I think that was, like, a huge risk on our part. Yeah. But everyone came out, like, they came out in force. That's what I was driving at is, like, will we have people who actually are quality enough to do the work to the standards that we hold them to or who will be not super annoyed that we're holding them these like very high standards to pass a song and in fact yeah. it was the exact exact opposite we found out that people were like were like super pissed at us for being forgiving <laughs> on some things they thought were like they yeah. were these are rules and i would never have this like one three five slide down to you can't have this kind of chord and it's like it's in the rules and that's canon like nord and caleb and jeremy who worked on sort of like the the, the authoring rules back in the day um like wrote these rules up and they were very much guidelines we used internally for audio and they were things that we aspired to do and there are always like little examples here and there where we've bent them and I think that they were written with that in mind but they became like the Old Testament canon of how yeah. to be rock band in a way that I think 
all of us then found it was we were all really hard pressed to message them like, hey, yeah, except unless it unless unless not like maybe not like maybe it's all these rules except we are going to change this one rule here for this reason. And it's um, it's been fun seeing the yeah. rules like alter a little bit. And I, I've definitely had to step in a couple times and say, okay, guys, like let's take a step back, right. like allow people like so so the perfect example is is and I'll bring it up. I'll probably bring it up again is Footloose and Fancy Free uh-huh. by Bill Bruford, which sadly couldn't never made it to the store and that's a whole another section of the podcast <laughs> we don't really have the but uh, to talk someone about. took a saxophone jazz saxophone song and charted the sax part to the vocal track it was like week three of rock yeah and it was like right away yeah. and it was a f- and, and not it wasn't it was a great song but it was really well charted mm-hmm. and it was incredibly fun to play and uh, I there was a big debate on the forum on the RBN forums about whether we should allow it or not and I kind of had to step in and say this is exactly why we want to do Rock Band Network. We want to take all this stuff and push the envelope on what can be submitted, and yeah. and 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 the community was very like open to that. Even the even the sort of reactionary ones who really wanted to be very precise about the rules understood yeah. my reasoning and were like embraced it. Well, one of the big things that we push back more and more on is just to say, you know, one of the coolest things about RBN is that you can try the tracks before you buy the tracks. So as long as you're not misleading people in the the trial of what they, like, a lot of people know what they're getting into when they buy it. If it's weird, like banging on a can, abstract. Like symphonic quartet work, yeah. that's like crazy, and maybe not exactly what the rules are uh, supposed to govern and what they're supposed to actually oversee. But like, as long as people who buy that understand from the description and being able to hear and demo the file, like what they're buying, you're not tricking people into buying a different file. A lot of the time, we'll be a little more forgiving than we would be for a traditional rock band track. And in some cases, that's been really compelling. That like the Rodrigo y Gabriela tracks mm-hmm. are fantastic, incredibly fun to play. Yeah, probably nothing we'd ever release on DLC. No, right. And the Footloose and Fancy Free track didn't make it out, but there is one that has pitched notes of all things for Vuvuzela. Yeah, that's plays right. Vuvuzela uh, anthem. The worst, <laughs> the worst instrument of all time. But if you really want to go sing one, you can. I own it. I really don't. But I'm really glad that exists in Rock Band Network. Right. I really don't want that's it. That's what's so cool it's about like RBN. It's speech. I'm really glad. It's, it's really for glad me and not for you. It's yes. for me. Um, and, well, and in the I'm reverse glad. of that, like the Rockapella song, where you're playing oh, all the man. instruments with voices, doing voices as other instruments, if that's that makes awesome. sense. The and bassists, symphonic. I know, tell me how much fun that is, and yeah. I yeah. wouldn't have realized. And the Philharmonic Orchestra, yep. faux harmonic orchestra stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. Completely. A lot of crazy weird edge case examples that wouldn't have ever made it into our core pipeline, but are actually what makes the Rock Band Network so fun. Yeah, and it is funny, like you said, it was like three weeks into being open to people that that happened. It was a huge controversy, and and people don't. I think people don't think it's like they're just like, well, no one else mulled over and come up with a decision. It's like we had meetings about that, and like we had like pretty senior people, like people who are like VPs and up here, deciding not making the decision about like weighing in like philosophically about what we should or shouldn't do. And it's like that's intense. Like the fan, the fan feedback, and the fan work actually generated a ton of. Uh, a ton of thought here about what we should do next. But I always loved like that it, it, initial reaction everyone had to that specific example. Or like, oh really? You could. That's an awesome idea. Like, like yeah. genius. <laughs> right. And just says the note and is pit- and, yeah. and so what? I, what I'm what we're finding I think with with Rock Band Network Two, which is where we just came out with harmonies and keyboards. Yeah. Um, is I'm starting to ask questions of the authoring team. Like, mm-hmm. hey. The authors found this thing that can happen. Is that legit or not? And they're like, uh, you know, like we're 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 like we have a small authoring team. They sit very close together. They can talk stuff over. And so when you get like into the wider realm of like the RBN community and you need things spelled out better, you have to you have to actually have it spelled out. But it's forcing us to make decisions, I think, in some cases. Well, I think it's and we talk about it a lot internally about like how much how many much tools resources Mm -hmm. we apply to any of our teams where it's like we have a bunch of coders here who are super amazing engine guys and they're working on all these different projects for the games that we make. And then we have tools that our team needs to build those things. And a lot of times they are they can't allocate 100 percent of their time to improving the tools. So we don't usually 
QA them too aggressively because like the tools are just what they are. But then we put all these authors in there and they're yeah. basically like just banging as hard as they can on these tools in weird like saxophone as vocal situations and they come up with a bunch of bugs that we would have never yep. thought of. Or not even bugs, but sometimes just like weird behavior like, oh, did you know if you put 240 camera cuts a second in the game, like the game actually works okay? I mean, it looks like you're going to vomit all over yourself, but... Uh, and they're like, no, we didn't know that. Thanks for the information, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we never tested that because that's a crazy idea. Uh, it, it sort of speaks to the uh, tremendous amount of work that we did to get this thing out, which yeah. was that the tools are not polished, professional, yeah. like, you know, consumer-level they're tools. They're, they're barely functional, right? <laughs> they're as and, functional and you, as they can be. If you read the output stream of a Magma compile, Ugh. you'll be like, oh, what's that error? I don't understand. And it's the thing that... It, it, well, what it, I do is I call you, yeah, and you go, well, I don't know. And, you know <laughs> to be fair, on the forums, most of people are like, let's post to the forums and see what Nord thinks. And sometimes, <laughs> I, sometimes I go and I say, send me your MIDI, or I go to the authoring groups and say, what is... Is this legal? What is... Yeah. <laughs> I know. remember at one point tagging our audio guys and asking them, so what is the fastest that our instruments can even register? Because I've got this guy and he says that his oh, song is a, this yeah. fast and I'm kind of scared because my fingers don't do that, but I don't mm -hmm. know if the guitar even can do that. Well, and, there's, and there are like actual physical limitations about like what piezos inside of our guitars can detect. Yeah. And like we actually <laughs> measured that from Rock Band 1 to Rock Band 2. Like, the RB, like you do an RB, RB1 guitar and like from my understanding, like the... the the speed at which it can strum is different than an RB2 yep. guitar. It's that's, a better switch. Right. It's more responsive. And uh, our, our hardware department has now like been reappropriated to other... Like, we don't have a full-time hardware department. but like, As you learned on last week's podcast. Yeah, if you were <laughs> able to sit through the salty language and drunken rambling. Uh, <laughs> Who's drunk? All Sussman of them always. always oh, man. <laughs> that's why they don't work as one department anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> where's my beer, Pope? Are you right. drinking around? Yeah. Yeah. It's the middle of the day, yeah. Nord. It's like... <laughs> It's a 3.50. <laughs> um, anyway, go ahead. Let's do some I could take, take it back just a second. Um, how, so remind me, because this is foggy for me. Uh, we were developing Rock Band Network. Was it pretty much alongside Microsoft's XNA program, or was that already out for a time before? Uh, we, they announced XNA just as we were starting development of RBN. And in fact, I think that was what spurred the seniors here to start it. Like, yeah. they said, we have this okay. great idea for UGC, we want to build it into Rock Band, and then they met at GDC in a secret cabal backroom <laughs> star chamber yeah. thing, and Microsoft said, hey, we're doing this indie games initiative where it's user-generated content, and we want to see if you guys are interested in doing something with us, and it was like the perfect storm. But they were talking about that as XNA was launching. It wasn't like they were building XNA for RBN. I think what we were saying is, like, we'd love to do this initiative, but there's no way we're going to be able to build an entire back-end to manage legal ownership and payments and all this stuff that, like, is a huge liability and would take, like, tons of coder time and web time and things that we don't have. And just, like, sort of with Dance Central, where we were working on a dance game before Connect was announced, like, Microsoft had, like, a magical solution where they are like, hey, like, this isn't exactly why we were building this thing, but would this work? And we were like, oh, God, that'd be awesome. Can, will yeah. you do it with us? And they yes. were like, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Why not? This won't be, this will be how much more, like, a guy, like, one guy, <laughs> like, one day a week, we're like, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Not a full-time job. That we well, that's what I was going to say. I think that both those cases, both RBN and uh, Dan Central, is kind of a testament to Harmonix's uh, decision-making that uh, neither were a sure thing at all. Right. Uh, and they were pilots. Like, Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's try them out. And, yep. of course, we've seen how well Dan Central has done and as well. And th that was how it was presented to me. Like, we want to do this wacky thing, like yeah. with Rock Band. Will you please come build it? And I was like, yeah, oh, sounds great. And as you were building it, it became like, oh, and here's a whole bunch of stuff we can plug in to make it actually a thing we could launch. And yeah. And that's just a thing that we could, like, test. Yeah. I have that now with a bunch of Rock Band stuff. We're, like, testing some ideas. But, like, unless there was a way to actually make them viable, we would never just throw, like, DLC out in the wild, you know? 
On the same day I found out about Pro Guitar, Keys, and the Rock Band Network, it was on about day three of my job here. Wow. And I remember thinking, I cannot run in circles and scream because this is day three and I want to keep my job, but yeah. oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, pretty cool. There was a pretty crazy period there when new people would start and you'd have to sort of like we would dole right. out this information yeah. to them, not all at once, so they don't oh, freak out. I found the wiki. Yeah. And then it was all over. Well, you're the one person that reads the wiki. <laughs> I do. A valuable tool, <laughs> valuable tool, but I don't know what you're talking about. Um, just for uh, you were just touching on this. How many people, how many people at its peak did work on Rock Band Network here at Harmonix? Ooh. How big was the team? It was never a huge team. I'm gonna say with QA like oh, yeah. 20 maybe. Yeah. Because we had like three or four, or five people working on the game patch. Probably like five or six QA guys on that. Few web people, uh, three or About four web people. web people. Yeah, yeah, three or four web Around QA, 20. and then a couple of production and management, and then audio and me and stuff. So yeah, maybe twenty five. Yeah, and now well, that's like that was at its peak. Yeah, like, right. it was sustainable day to day stuff. Been, yeah, like largely was just Nord for a while. It was Norton, our friend Jeff Marshall, who and now then it was Jason Kendall and Carolyn. Yeah, I'd say like the, mo- the majority of the time it was like a half dozen people yeah. because a lot of that work was staggered. Which is another thing I think is super interesting about just such a a, a large scope project to have such a tiny team, yeah. like relatively interesting tiny. Interesting's a good word for it. You know, like <laughs> uh, it's better sometimes. To, you you, you don't want to hire up a bunch of people and then educate them. I mean, I think the slow burn worked for us in this case, especially with how many weird edge cases and and things popped up. It was nice to have a smaller team that could be like they could know all the issues and understand them all the way down versus trying to educate thirty people to learn yeah. about yeah. saxophone this week. It just worked out that way. <laughs> yeah. And it was good too. Like you know, I mentioned, I alluded before to the, like the legal delays. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we sat on a more or less finished product for more than six months. Yep. Because we couldn't get approval to launch it, and it was like there was a lot of like discussion about liability if the user generated content like if got released, yeah. and it was in this uh, sort of the environment of like Google and Viacom fighting over YouTube and user generated yeah. content on YouTube. It was like a terrible frustrating times. And John and I were actually, when it was supposed to be launching and we didn't know when it was going to happen, uh, we were on the road promoting Beatles. We were doing the European press tour. Yeah. Which was which was just crazy because, like, we didn't have very good access to email that whole no. week. And John, again, was the program manager. And was like, ah, is it out yet? We don't know. Well, and that's the thing. is like, you know, Nord's very much like the, like the super supervisor of all that stuff. Yeah. And I was very much just helping with, like, communicating some stuff like up and down to the press and to like some of the authoring groups and just making sure they were all in the loop as Nord like parceled out this this huge project uh, and you know Jeff was working with the bands and I was working with the the authors right we, and we had like a big billboard reveal yeah it was like yeah, a yeah, huge yeah, thing right. and then like it just happened and I was like getting screened <laughs> on the phone by like magazine editors who were like promised exclusives and it was like, very anticlimactic when it finally launched <laughs> I was I in recall. Germany but, well it was crazy yeah we were we were there yeah. I had, I had put together a video to promote it or whatever and we got Similarly, at the, at the last minute, we got a call from Legal being like, oh, your your fun video has a little clip of keyboard cat in it. You have to edit it. And I was like, I'm in the middle of France right now. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So we we did, though. Yeah. <laughs> we took out keyboard There was going to be a fun keyboard cat moment. We ripped yep. it out. Yep. And now... Cat's people... in there instead. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She was the keyboard cat. Yes, yeah. I got it. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah. then the, we, but we changed the audio to be That something. was an inside joke for people who only knew who cat was. It's <laughs> a great joke. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it was a, it was a super it was a super cool time and super cool project. That uh, I mean, what other companies have done anything at all to this scale related to UGC? I well, mean, you know, like formally. like Va- Valve has released yeah. like all their tools, like the the Forge stuff, um, all the source code for like Half Life Half Life Two Half Life Two. Yeah, which is like resulted tools, in a bunch of mods a, and a yeah, bunch a very of... significant tool set. 
But I'm not sure that anyone has like monetized, monetized it the exactly. way that we have. I mean, no. absolutely not. Not I mean, to the scale. I mean, we have a thousand songs. Like, yeah. that's a thousand something. pieces of. DLC at, content at you can pay 40 for. hours each like that's an that's a ri ridiculously significant amount of work yeah. and time put in by the community yeah totally it kind of brings it home to me to remember that there are more people authoring by far outside harmonics than inside right oh yeah now. Yep. And that nice guys good work is Fine. a great segue uh, -oh, uh we uh, solicited questions from uh the creators uh to ask on the podcast so the first one uh, related to authors, have you ever considered having some of the community authors or charters? This person uses the word. Have you ever considered having some of the community charters become charters for the official official DLC? I can't talk. Uh, we have considered it, but we don't have any plans to do anything like that at the time. Yeah, nothing for the, formal. For the time being. I think the one thing we can say is that a lot of a lot of them have proven through just like the volume of tracks they've done and the scope of the tracks they've done that they are like. You know, and like as good as we are in a lot of this, and I think the thing we were worried about before we launched was that like there is an art to doing this right. Like there's a feeling and a sort of uh, an expression that you get the players playing it, and we were worried it would be like a very mechanical, like people charting very accurately but they're not feeling right. And uh, I think some of the author groups, not all of them, I think there's some that are just good, and there's a couple that are really great, and some of them have proven that they can stand toe to toe with us on some of those charts and pointing out things that we've done wrong sometimes in our official charts. But oh, I would yeah. say, like, but QA. but by and large, one of the things that surprised me was the ridiculously high bar that mm -hmm. that that like for for most people who buy DLC, it, the stuff that comes out of RBN is indistinguishable from the stuff that comes out of Harmonix. It's so exciting, and I know that the forum people are going to find the difference and like see things that are that are off sometimes, but. But they may see things that we're doing that are yeah, off no, what no, they've now true. decided the standards. And, you know, yeah, that's right. Oh, they have. Yeah, I find a lot of the times <laughs> the RBN songs, not so much in the charting, but but in the, like, the, the directed cuts and all that, they're, yeah. they're authored in a lot more fun manner than you're used to. Well, because they're focusing on one track, not ten tracks at a yes, time sometimes. I think that's true. And, yeah. and additionally, I think that one thing we do often have a leg up on, and it's not a criticism, I think there's authoring groups that do it really well, uh, is the mixing. I think that our, our audio mix guys mm -hmm. are like super pro, and like I think some of the authoring groups have found really great dudes who understand the way that our engine grabs and compresses them, but I think that our guys internally have a good ear. It, it can be more of a mixed bag on RBS. Yes. But, but overall, I think it still sounds pretty great. A STEM mixed quality bag, is, I get it. Uh, yeah, STEM quality, yeah. Mixing. Can be rough. What's next, Pope? Has Harmonix ever approached a band approached a band that has DLC released, quote, officially to be a part of RBN? Yeah. yeah. All the oh, yeah. Like, lots of bands have both. Uh, Evanescence, The New Pornographer. Joko. I could probably think of five more if you gave me a few minutes. Yeah. But. And I think a lot of them have Ma seen... The main drag? Yeah. Well, no, we were never official DLC. <laughs> oh, you weren't? No, we no. were only uh, free. on the disc. I'm sorry. No, we were not. No, the... oh, I anyway. see. corrected. No. You uh, don't count. No, still no. That's cool. <laughs> don't worry about it, MTV. Um, but the... Let's all have a moment of But I think the cool thing there is they've seen demonstrated success on the platform, and RBN's away from them and say, like, we want to do more tracks, and you're like, well, sort of our audio thing is like, we've sort of already done your stuff and we could do more but we also have like hey we have like six more Billy Joel songs to do like Billy Joel will probably sell better than X band will uh, but we want more of your stuff and they can then find their way through Rock Band Network so we'll direct people there we don't we don't usually go out and seek people and send them to Rock Band Network but they'll say hey we want to do some more stuff and we'll be like oh did you know about this resource and because like, we still it. have more people wanting to be in DLC than we can do kaboom in your face so related uh, yeah. to that this person asks has there ever been a band or song that was being put into Rock Band Network where mm -hmm. Harmonix has been like Ah, oh, we we wanted that song. Well, as a matter of fact, we were discussing one earlier today, John Drake. And that email I sent you? Yeah. Yeah, we're not ready to announce that yet. I know, oh, but no. I'm not I'm not going to talk about it. But yes, it has happened. <laughs> it, it's a constant conversation of like, is this a rock band network track or a rock band proper track? And really, all that matters now about that is like, are we doing it in house? Does it need pro guitar? Yeah. And and like last but not least, sometimes it's like, do we need it to be like day and date on all three platforms? 
or could it be like a staggered rollout? Because right now we still have that, like, you know, doesn't come out on the Wii, and it'll come out on PS3 a little bit later, and sometimes that doesn't matter at all because it's really an enthusiast song, and sometimes it's actually like, we want to be high-profile about something that needs to hit all at the same time. Good segue, John. I do my best. <laughs> all right. Ideally, I'd like to know a bit oh, about Christ. potentially adding pro guitar and bass support for RBN in the future. I understand the reasons behind not including it in yeah. RBN 2, which someone should say for do our listeners, really? but I'm personally hoping that the decision will be revisited sooner rather than later. So I think that uh, the, the authoring groups are just starting to come to terms with pro keys yep. and harmonies, and Some I think work. there was a, a sort of a gasp of astonishment at kind of how hard it was. And uh, I'm not ready to unleash pro guitar on them yet. I, I, b- besides the the facts, like he alluded to the reasons, which are they're not that they're not as many pro guitars out in the world as there yeah, are five smaller like, you know, button guitars. Right. And um, trying to peer review those things would be beastly hard. I'm, I'm just gonna say it, and I don't want I don't want to overstep because this is very much a decision that's more in Nord's court and like the senior manager's court. I don't really work on. He's already gonna overstep. I can all tell. The day. No, it's all right. <laughs> no, but I'm just gonna say it, and I know a lot of the authors personally, so I don't feel bad yeah. saying this. Like, you don't want a piece of this. Yeah. Like, you really. Do. I mean, like, I know you think you do, and you think it'll help and be cool, and like mm. it'll be an interesting challenge. It is watching the audio guys who do pro guitar authoring, like just watching them weep, weep openly as they <laughs> as they work on it. It's it's a really hard system. And I think that another thing that we we kind of had a, a thinking about was. People who want to, who buy the pro guitars are probably interested in songs they know, yep. and like you know, not to take anything away from the RBN stuff, but m- lots of them are more obscure than the DLC, and right. it seemed like a uh, a lot of effort to put into not a big return, especially right. for yeah. the authoring groups. At least at this with, point, uh, yeah. yeah with that said, some of the uh, less known RBN track, some of the less known RBN bands have put their guitar tabs out where people can find them. Yeah. So if you're mm-hmm. interested. Tag the band and ask if they're available, yeah. or just do a Google search. When I, and I guess that's the thing is like I think there's probably five people who want to know who want ask me how they can play a main drag song on guitars by yeah. our DLC selling a lot more than five copies, and there's probably five million people who want to play like a John Lennon song on guitar, right? So like also keep that in consideration. But thank you for your interest in pro guitar <laughs> and pro bass authoring. We'll keep you apprised as things develop in the future. But we don't have any yet. We have no, no no strict timeline or dates to announce. No, we ain't trying to mess with you. We just don't yeah. have anything for you. Sorry. Keep it going, Pope. Is there any reason why some countries, including mine, not oh, listed, yeah. does not allow XNA? Yes, sorry. Uh, <laughs> there is a reason, and I can't tell you. No, uh, the reason is that it's a, it's mostly legal. Yep. There are performance rights organizations in each country which collect money for um, songs that are performed in public and give and, and collect the money into a pool and then pay it back to the composers of the song. And every region, country, has its own method and its own legal body and its own r- rules for and how that money scope. is... its own scope. Sometimes it's yep. a huge scope, sometimes it's a limited for scope. For how that money is collected and distributed. And so for each region that Microsoft wants to release, because as the publisher of the content, they are the ones who are collecting the money and paying it, they have to go into the country and um, create a web of legal agreements with the PROs there, mm-hmm. which is very time-consuming and expensive. And so they roll out these agreements one region at a time and... For regions that aren't selling a lot, it's just frankly not worth it. Well, and yeah. beyond and beyond that rock band mm-hmm. network example, just XNA in general, which I think is what the question was specifically yep. about, is like XNA is not in every territory because there's a lot of management that has to go into like adding a, an entire country of submissions and sales, and just like there's taxes and there's payments and there's royalties. Where if we were just making indie games, even there would be things about where people can submit games from that can then be sold in those territories. Like I don't, this is not a real example. Do not analyze my international politics of this, but like there may be rules about like American products being sold in Slovakia, for example. And like, I don't know what those rules are. And someone at Microsoft could find out, but it might take that person and a lawyer like 
six months to figure out and negotiate a deal and then like figure out what the taxes would be and it might make this stuff expensive to a, a point that right. we couldn't have everything be a dollar or two dollars it would have to be and then there are different. there are obscenity standards oh, that are yeah. different per region mm-hmm. and all that stuff has to be worked out and it's incredibly time consuming and yep. expensive which is why Microsoft doesn't support XNA worldwide I'm sorry but they are but they are and they say in their FAQs like they're, they're open to it they're all working the time, on it yeah. they're not being mean about it they're just they're doing their best but in the meantime everyone else in the world gets to enjoy something and you should uh, be happy that people are finding joy in. in <laughs> and that's games. even a lot of this stuff is even the case for our official DLC. All right, we have yeah. to go through all this stuff. For it's each awful. Thing. It's crazy. I'm just gonna start selling things out of a cart. <laughs> selling DLC out of a cart. Apples. Apple. Cart. Oh, DLCs. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of de- selling DLC out of a cart, um, good at transitions. What? <laughs> this is about. What are the requirements a song must be must meet to be eligible to be ported to the PS3? It's uh well so what we do is we um. We take a goat. Yeah. No. Um, It's based on sales, and it's based on content balance in the store. And uh, once in a while, it's based on a random person walking into our office who's on a tour of harmonics and asking us nicely to move a song over to PS3. Don't say that. It's going to result in every author and no, company uh, sending yeah, their like, dudes. No, I sit on the front porch with a shotgun. No one comes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it and is we have a porch harmonics. A lot of it is sales, but we but we try to also like make sure there's a good balance of genres. Yeah. And we look at you know we go week to week and it's kind of a gut thing. And uh, you know, listen to what people suggest. I mean, yeah. like if there's a real quorum about wanting this Jonathan Colton track, we will try to get that in there. But we will probably balance it against like having some more metal and some more weird stuff and some more. Classic rock or whatever it is. You know, yep. We try to keep everything together. And we encourage everyone to continue to voice their opinions on the forums in a civil yes. manner because that's incredibly important to us. But it is work. The PS3 stuff doesn't just happen by magical elves. People at Harmonix have to actually sit down and unpack those files and fix them and mix them and repackage them, submit them and test them. It's like we had talked about this earlier today with people who are saying, why are there now 10 songs this week for PS3 as we sort of had a backlog? Uh, and the answer is because, like, well, we wanted to do, we had some work we were doing and some stuff, like, got jumbled. But to make it up to people, like, we're going to do a little extra work. We can't do extra work all the time. We have so many people at Harmonix who can do so many things. So, sorry, PS3 people. We wish that uh, the XNA platform extended to the, the PlayStation 3. But we do our best to give you some of the best of the RBN content. We have a related question. <laughs> Seriously? PS3. All right. Another segue. RBN 2.0. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to know more about how you intend to port RBN 2.0 songs on PS3, when we will receive new content, if you're likely to stick with the, quote, five songs a week, uh, if you'll mix RBN 1 songs with the RBN 2, et cetera. Right. So we, et cetera? We, we had a... Et cetera. Th- this, et cetera. Is, this has been an unfortunately very confusing situation, which we recently resolved, and I apologize to everybody for the for information that's gotten out there that isn't strictly accurate. So... We recently discovered that we will not be mixing RBN1 and RBN2 songs. Because of the way the pipeline works, we will only submit one type or the other, like on a week-by-week basis. So um, right now we're tooling up to do the RBN2 stuff, and what will happen is we'll keep submitting RBN1 songs Mm -hmm. until we have enough RBN2 songs to start making good selections. And then we'll switch over one week and it'll just be RBN2. And we, we will stick to five a week, but but I think we're going mi- to skip a few weeks. And so the, for the weeks we skip, we're going to go back and do ten songs. Like, we're going we're gonna to make, make sure that you you eventually get five every week. Asterisk, subject to change based on whatever yeah, we feel like. As because always, yeah, it turns yeah. out that we do a ton of work, and uh, while we don't want to look you as the audience in the uh, as a gift horse in the mouth, like, it's, it's not just a... You want it? We got it. We're not Crazy Days Mattress World. Um, <laughs> and you'll keep getting great regular content from the actual DLC pipeline in uh, in RB, RB3. So. But the plan is to continue to do five a week for PS3. We're going to do our best. Yep. Um, while this was a hyper-specific song, just I don't know if we actually clarified for listeners who might not be that in the know 
Uh, the difference between RBN 2.0 and RP, RBN 1.0? Um, RBN 2.0 has harmonies. Mm -hmm. It has uh, pro, pro keys yep. and regular keys. And it has practice sections. Those are the, probably the three that you'll, you'll hear about. And it will definitely have pro drums as opposed to oh, that's correct. And it pro has drums. that's right. Oh, so you know what we should is, is I don't know if there's a pro drums question there on not. there. So that's a hot topic we should explain. Hot topics. <sighs> uh, <laughs> so during uh, during the making of Rock Band Network One, uh. and in fact, after we had completed Rock Band Network One, yep. such a thing as pro drums did not perchance exist. Just it was a, but a gleam in Greg's correct. eye. And so um, halfway through Rock Band Network 1, we realized that Rock Band 3 was going to be reading the song files the same. And we could put, we could essentially put symbols into Rock Band Network songs. Uh -oh. And when that happened, I said to the community, oh, you guys can put symbols into uh, your songs. You've been doing this all along by instinct, please, right? Please, <laughs> please do this immediately for, for a vague future compatibility reason. And I was sitting over Nord's shoulder with just a small gun to the back of his head as he typed that. <laughs> and they did that, although they had no way of auditioning it. Like, they had actually no way of checking it. Nope. So they were blindly putting notes into their MIDI, hoping that things were right. And that's, For this thing we hadn't really explained to them. So, so t t t in their defense, they did everything right. right. And, we, and, and so then what happened was um, we had the option of allowing... Rock Band Network songs in pro drums or not in Rock Band 3. Yep. And the choice to not do it meant that set lists would never have Rock Band Network songs right. in them. And so we decided that was a poor choice. So And it would it, also, or it would break the game every right. time you so loaded one. That it was, was, it was a compromise, and what we decided was we would like allow it in, and um, it, it'll, it would let you play more of the songs than otherwise. So that, that, that's how that one fell out. I will say that all of the main drag songs are authored incorrectly. <laughs> and really? I knew and I knew about pro drums, but I didn't. But you didn't know that because I was were gonna I be was working off the documentation, yeah, yeah. and so I knew about pro drums down the line of Rock Band Three. Yep. And I had always thought, and I had actually said this on the record at one point. And someone quoted me on it, and I was like, "Yeah, I was just flat out I'm wrong. I'm wrong <laughs> once in a while. It's not. It's very rare." Um, but uh, I was. I thought it was. Gonna, we were scanning like animation data, and that was enough as long as you did detailed animations. And in fact, that's not how our engine worked. And no one. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Uh, sorry about that. It was, it was play them on regular situation. drums. If you see that there's a thing you don't like, then just don't play cymbals on that song. So, and that's the thing is you 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 still no. can play regular drums yeah. on all the RBN songs. There's no shame in that. And for about the second half of RBN one songs, you can play pro drums. And most of the authors did it right. And from now on, like we sh you should expect that like now that people can actually test it with Rock Band Network 2.0, yeah. like the authoring should actually be accurate to what you're correct. People will actually be play testing it versus just authoring it as the best of their ability. That's right. You know, there's one more pro drums thing we should touch on okay. because I don't think we've explained anywhere outside the creators forums what this 2x bass pedal thing is oh that's which is a great rbn point. specific so this we're is now a... answering questions not from the forums but from no, no. the panel of people answering questions <laughs> but this is I awesome have a i have a question about <laughs> right. this thing i work on Pope? but it's so cool <laughs> so this is a great example of the community like making stuff up <laughs> that was for you nick yeah. um Duff. Saving a so they decided, hey, you know, um, could we author double bass pedal? And I said, yeah, yeah. you can. Uh, can you please make it a new song so that people who buy the regular song can play it on a stock kit? And they said, what? yes, we can. And so there's a whole bunch of songs, metal songs mostly, that have double bass pedal. Mm -hmm. And they're all marked as 2x bass pedal in the title. And you can buy them. And they're mostly a buck. And the expert track on them has, like, the hardest bass parts that you'll find in the rock band Canon. If you've been demanding double bass songs from us for a long time, and we've said no because most people don't have two bass drum pedals, this is your avenue to find like stupid running in place songs. So I think it's fun to like a great example of the like power pad of the uh, 
the experimental nature of the community like working in their favor and like <laughs> yeah. going beyond what they persuaded does. us. Yeah, it was cool. I thought it was great. Nord oh. took up their cause internally. I was staunchly I against double bass drum. Were pedal. you? Yeah, I don't bastard. believe in double bass drum pedals as a rule. I don't think it adds much musically John to things. John's a drummer. But That's and because I also, your left foot is weak, isn't it? No, it's because my right feet, my right foot's super strong. <laughs> I think that people, people who run in place should just like get better with their right foot and stop being such pansies. But I understand that in some forms of music, running in place is an artistic choice. Like, you know, I don't know, jogging is an artistic choice. <laughs> but whatever. But the community made a valid point. They said that the people who want this gameplay, there's songs that have great double bass drum parts, which I said they're not that great. But then Nord said, no, shut up. The community's right. And I said, fine. It's not my decision. I champion the community. I love them. Yes. They're good to Nord me has and your I'm back. good to them. And when Nord says no, it's usually not Nord saying no. It's other people telling Nord he has to Sometimes say no. it's me saying no. Sometimes it's Nord saying no. <laughs> he doesn't love all of you. Yeah, but that's usually content stuff. Yeah. If you say no, it's really above and beyond. You know, it's funny. It's like there's so many gray areas where I'm like, I don't know. Let me go talk to some people. And then like people think I think there's this like giant, again, the star chamber cabal of like, we must intone the, the yeah. blah, blah, channel. the the And it's no, it's like me walking around the office and asking people what they think. <laughs> and people are like, I don't know. That's a weird question. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Fine. Yeah, and so then I make the call. So you can blame me for all the bad decisions on RBN. It's much easier that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys can answer this except for you, John, about your own band. Uh. What harmonics in-house bands are planning on putting songs into RBN 2.0? So the uh. question there is sort of twofold. One is who's doing new content, which I think we probably wouldn't want to announce for anybody. And the other thing is who's converting existing content into RBN 2.0 songs. I know that we're not, people have actually asked me this on the forums, they've also asked me like over Twitter and stuff, like, we're not really planning on doing a lot of songs that way. I think we may do it for uh, one of the songs that was authored as a test song, because it's a little less work to do. Mm. Uh, our good friend Jeremy actually authored up the keyboard parts of Don't Let Me Down Slowly, but a lot of stuff there is just like, do people want to buy this song again? Do people want to buy it? Are we going to find new people who haven't bought the song originally? Do we want to have two songs with the same title in the store? And like sometimes the answer is yes. Ooh, ooh, yeah, I Carolyn. Want buy it. <laughs> but like, well, some good keyboard songs. Yeah, you might you might yeah. pick a handful of them right. that are really but it's, right. And again, I think the thing is to ask each of the bands, just like we ask any of the author groups, is like it is work that has to be done. And some of those mm-hmm. bands, like we're writing a new record right now, and I don't know if I want to spend another year of my life transcribing old songs when I could wait for the new songs and put them out by like printing my MIDI as we work and not actually having to like hand author old tracks that are from 2007 my brain will explode so uh, I know I know from talking to people there are a handful of other yeah. bands uh, from harmonics that aren't listed in that list that are putting RBN2 stuff out yeah which is awesome yeah cool but we are not the arbiters of what harmonics bands do they do what they do yeah they're still bands they're just bands they're just bands they're guys special. they're bands who make video games so speaking of you Nord taking care of your community <clears throat> oh this is a free stuff question isn't it yep Someone told me you guys promised free cake to all RBN authors. Absolutely Where's true. my cake? When did you promise free cake? You didn't get your cake? He didn't get his Something's cake. Cake's in the mail, man. Something's wrong. Their cake. Yes. Oh. Cake's not here, man. I'm sorry he didn't get his cake, but he should have gotten his cake. He should Nobody is me. making the joke that's very obvious right now. The cake now, is a lie? Sh- Damn it. Drake. Right. <laughs> no, I saw the joke. I just didn't go for it. Yeah, but then you did. I know. I took it away from you. Like, <laughs> I, like I take away all ah. good things. Like lollipops from Drake a baby. The Drake take it this is what Drake is like, you yeah, guys. I'm Just in worst. case you wondered, this is what Drake I'm is the like. Worst guy. What sort of cake would you make, Nord? I like chocolate chocolate. Yeah. I'm yeah. an ice cream yes. guy. No, I know this community. No, no. It no. hurts my teeth. Oh, sure. I'm with you. It's all You're about the man, rum Nord. cake. Rum cake? It, Can I have chocolate frosting? <laughs> can you make it with chocolate frosting? I don't cook. I can oh, bribe I someone you, else to make a cake. I bet you could. But I'm with you. I'm a chocolate guy. Chocolate. Double chocolate all the way. Is there only one more... Question on here? Yes. Oh, okay. I, w- I was going to leave that one out, but let's... You don't have to say it. You know what? I have to go to No, yeah, that's why. I think for just for time. Yeah. You can cut this out later if you want. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, I think that's great. Anything else you want to wrap up uh, uh, about how the first year of Rock Band Network has been? I have bought so much DLC. <laughs> we just pay Carolyn in DLC. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, I have found over 20 bands that I've become just these huge fans of. I buy their albums. I listen to their stuff. I inflict it on other people. I feel like... <laughs> Sorry. You're one of them. Yeah. What's your complaint? No, I'm happy with it. But, yeah, it's it's just been it's been amazing. Great community. I mean, like, the thing, I've, yeah. I'm surprised how many friends I've made from, like, either if it's online or on the forums or on Twitter or whatever, just people who are hustling to do this and have recognized one of us from being a part of, like, the forums or part of, like, the overall, you know, speaking circuit of, like, what is RBN and just, like, people we've met on the road who are just the nicest people who are so enthusiastic and hustle so hard. And, and I know we say it all the time, but we couldn't do without them, and we don't mean mm-hmm. that light, lightly. We we really think that this thousand songs in a year thing is is sort of way way further than I thought we were going to get. Yeah. I like, um, I'll echo that. I mean, I, I, you know, making this thing was, like, the most sort of, like, professionally uh, satisfying, like, experiences of my life because it was so hard and so complicated and so cool. Yeah. And uh, But, like, after it happened... The, it's the most professional, engaged, mm-hmm. friendly, cooperative community I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Like bar none. Like they're um, they're all you know. I think we've had to ban two people in the year of all the people who are coming on there. They're all incredibly cooperative. They're all incredibly helpful to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, very constructive, and uh, it's been a joy to work with them. And so I wish them the best, and I hope it goes on for a long, long time. People yeah. on RockBand.com, take note. Yeah. No, that, that was one of the things that was sort of funny. From, we from did our community panel. We did our community yeah. panel about, you know, people on forums, they, they can sort of be jerks sometimes. Or jerks. And we had uh, at least a couple people from the creators community. It was Andrew. Like, I recognize yeah. his voice. Uh, I'd just like to point out, creators <laughs> were like, nah, this doesn't no, apply to you guys at all. <laughs> you guys are great. like a professional <laughs> newsletter no, it, it is. in I real mean, time. It, yeah. it, look, it is a walled garden. But, but the truth is that, like, we, we, you know, anybody can make an account on that and post and, yeah. and, and talk. No, and they've cultivated a really, a really friendly, the, helpful community. Yeah, there's a, there's a culture there of like uh, it could have been very cutthroat and competitive, and it turned into a bunch of people who we were, were super like, worried about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were worried about it, and it and exactly the opposite happened. Mm-hmm. They've like, if anything, like they've helped each other out in a degree that I didn't think was possible. And because of that, we're going to continue to help them and continue to listen to what they have to say because it is very much like. It's like the United Nations, if the United Nations got things done and had a good collective voice. That <laughs> you know, it, it does make me want to, like, log on at 1130 at night and answer questions. Yeah. You know, like, I, I know you, I worked. You have done uh, that. Know, I've seen of. you. Go to bed, Nord. 1130 um, is late for Nord. Well, it's because I'm up at 550. Nord's <laughs> no, so, a farmer in his spare time. <laughs> so I, I uh, you know, farm. I worked much harder on this. <laughs> what? Because if I if I if I'm seeing you as a farmer, I see you as a bean farmer. I'm glad bean you farmer. prepare so hard. Do for I wear podcast. overalls? Yep. Shirtless? Yeah. Outstanding. In my dream. Uh, I worked much harder on this than I would otherwise <laughs> because of the community. Yeah. And, and it was it's always great to see those guys. Like we had an authoring night for RBN two, which was a, a ridiculous amount of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, ELX brought his own bass pedal oh, because awesome. he doesn't like the stock pedal. Whatever. And, you know, it's like that's that's how committed they are to the no, whole thing. It's it's pretty cool. And we're talking about like it being a walled garden, but anybody who wants to can be part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you I've know, found, that drum. found yeah. your own authoring company, reach out to the existing ones, see you know, for come, all the times, come be part of this. For all the times that I yell like, because we're video game developers, jerks, that's how it's gonna be. It's like this is a great way for you to be like, oh, is it gonna be how it's gonna be, <laughs> or am I gonna do it anyway because I can? It's like great, prove me wrong. Like, do more songs a week than we can, and you've negotiated they, they a contract with Sony, and you know what I mean. Like, right? But it's uh. 
like for all the times we say like we'd love to give you more information but like this is just how it is we work really hard here i think a lot of these people have seen that we do have to work really hard to get the stuff done and they're we're really glad that people are so pro and and so uh positive all the time agreed yeah yeah, yeah. Great. yeah. hell yeah nord carolyn well, drake thank you you're welcome you are welcome i'm gonna go I ahead after you leave and read some deals oh, cool. can i stay for that yeah, yeah i'm right. leaving i'm out of here I go <laughs> love you guys Goodbye. All right, so I'm, I'm really excited to be on the DLC now right, because I don't know what's coming up. I'm excited. I don't have to do it alone. All right. What if it's someone I've never heard of? How do I pretend to be excited? You've heard of everyone in this Okay, good. All right. Okay. Uh, well, this is the time in the show where we announce DLC. Uh, in case you uh, hadn't seen it yet this week, we released another pack of Billy Joel songs, which I'm personally really excited about. Um, I go to extremes. Miami 2017, parentheses, see the lights, seeing the lights go out on Broadway, uh, which is a really pretty great post-apocalyptic uh, <laughs> pop singer-songwriter song. Um, My Life, which is another classic. Yep. Prelude slash Angry Young Man, which is not one I'm familiar with. Oh, my goodness. The, uh, the piano intro to that yeah. is ridiculous. If I played it for you, or maybe I can hum it for you, and you might recognize it. <laughs> Name that tune. Yep. And it's just that fast. That's awesome. That one actually also is authored for pro guitar. Um, this one is huge for me. This will be big on all the uh, the rock band nights and performances out in front of people. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Yes. That's like a karaoke go-to. That's been one of my karaoke <laughs> go-tos for years. Outstanding. Um, and she's always a woman. So that's another uh, pretty hefty pack of Billy Joel tracks that's already out now. Uh, the announcement for next week, this is pretty cool. This is being called the Days of Peace Pack 01. Okay. So we've got Jefferson Airplane, Somebody to Love. Nice. Classic. Nice. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Spinning Wheel. Oh, another I classic. love that funk stuff. Yep. Okay. Uh, and Santana's Black Magic Woman, which is also authored for pro guitar and bass. So interesting trivia question. Do you know who wrote that song? Not Carlos Santana? No. Fleetwood Mac. Really? I believe it might have been Lindsey Buckingham who wrote it, but Fleetwood Mac recorded it first. Really? Yes. They, they even recorded it too? That is correct. Wow. I, I can check. I'll, you know, I'm sure people will be checking this. I'm fairly certain that, uh, that they recorded it first as a more of a bluesy version than uh, Was it Santana's. about uh, Stevie Nicks? I don't know. No, I think this was uh, <laughs> prior to all that shenanigans. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I'm going to have to go check that now and make sure I'm right, because I could be totally <laughs> embarrassed. Spinning Wheel is such a fun... We don't really have a song like Spinning Wheel in Rock Band, I don't think. It's got this whole carnival quality to it. Yeah. And uh, some of those drum tracks, like the funky stuff, um, that isn't just incredibly hard, but sort of 
mind-bendingly difficult in some ways, like uh, which it's not technically incredibly hard and fast, but it's hard to play and get right, are my very favorite things. And so I like that. I like that category very much. Definitely. And now we're not done. We still have oh, two no, singles more? coming out oh as well. All right. In addition to this pack, two singles. This is big. Uh, Dragon Forces through the fire and <gasps> flames. No. Yep. Wow. Since day one, people wow. have been asking for that song. That is going to be so hard in rock band. And authored for Pro Guitar and Bass. <laughs> I, and the internet just exploded. Yeah, I hereby Pope. would like to see some videos of people not even FCing that, just getting like four or five stars <laughs> yeah. on Pro Guitar. Yeah, uh, but we also have another Dragon Force song in addition to that, Operation Ground and Pound. I'm not familiar with that one. Or is it ground? Just Ground Pound? Is it Ground and Pound? Nope. Because like Ground Pound's like a video game thing. Wow. But yeah, two so Dragon Force tracks. That's huge. Yes, I think that's going to be really big um, with the community. It's just like... I think in addition to Muse, that's probably like one of the biggest, most requested specific tracks we get. So that's going to be a good week. Woohoo! Okay, getting a so lot of classic stuff? All right, I was got. correct. Black Magic Woman, written by Peter Green, first appeared as a Fleetwood Mac single in various countries in 1968. Wow. Yeah. So if you listen, listen to the version like. of that, it's, as I recall, very, very different from the Santana version. Now, is it like a psychedelic sort of uh, No, it's thing? kind of more, I think at that point, Fleetwood Mac was like more or less a straight-ahead blues band. Interesting. And uh, that was... Um, yeah, so go listen to it. Check it out. Really cool. But well, that's I'm a that's a, a an astonishingly good week of DLC. Yeah, it is. I'm glad Fire and Flames is going to be. Uh, I can't wait till this hits. People will be happy. <laughs> cool. Hey, uh, thanks for including me on that. Yeah, thank you for sticking around. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, and uh, join us in two more weeks for another podcast. Uh, thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Goodbye, Pope. <laughs> Bye, Nord. Bye.